<laughs> Maybe we should actually put my decibels up. That would probably help. As it tends to go with podcasting, being able to hear the podcaster is a good thing. Yeah. Still going? Oh, that looks better. Kind of. Oh, there we go. There we go. Hey, welcome to the wine cellar. <laughs> this is what happens when you uh, podcast live <clears throat> and don't uh, pre-record things. So anyways, All right. uh, is this going to be on Facebook Live? No. Okay. Yeah. In that case, I will not uh, retweet it yet. All right. So. Um, yes, ma'am. I was trying to think if I had like a personal journal update and like I don't. I feel like I'm really bad about sharing those, but then I realize I never do anything. Yeah. Mm. My hair is still purple. Can you see my hair this time? Well, you're doing swap stuff. I am doing swap stuff, but it's all like the... Um, do outreach. Yeah, I have to go do outreach in Chicago. Um, we just did outreach in Seattle. That was fun. But you don't really like it in the winter. It's so cold. It's so cold. Because you have to be out there for anywhere like three to five hours. And it's just, like it's so cold. Mm. Uh, and it's a lot of walking. So, you know. Bring your cane. Yes, bring the cane. Um, but yeah, no, I am doing a lot of swap stuff. But it's all like mostly right now like just like bureaucratic like answering 27,000 emails type of stuff so you know it, it's not like the it's not like the fun activism you know we're like oh, okay we're going to a march or oh, okay we're gonna you know be in the streets doing this outreach or oh we're gonna be at you know you said the, the fun ca- activism the fun activism we're not gonna be at Capitol Hill lobbying it's like no I'm just emailing people <laughs> it's, it's the not fun activism what marches are fun no. <sighs> wow. Whatever. No. Well, not not for me. But you you know me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At home. I know. All right. So, um, and speaking of Seattle, because I was just there, and you keep telling me how clean it is and how nice the air is out there. Yeah. Not for long. Uh, yeah. Fuck. Mm-hmm. <sighs> so, a Seattle company has used a hidden drain to dump pollutants into the King County sewer system. The Seattle Barrel and Cooperage Company. What the fuck is a Cooperage? I hope Kashama Swamp beat their ass. A Cooperage? Yeah. Cooperage. Seattle Barrel and Cooperage Company. That might be the name. That is the name, but what the fuck is Cooperage? Oh, maybe the... Oh, what? Like some old owner's name? Like, is a Cooperage a thing? Like a product? Oh, it is the name of a Cooper business, and a Cooper is the art form of making barrels and casks. That's not art. They really use the word art form? Yes. That's fucking bold. All right, art form. Good. Okay, According art. According to Wikipedia, if you must, Barrel this art. better. A cooper is a person trained to make wooden casks, barrels, vats, buckets, tubs, and other similar containers from timber that were usually heated or steamed to make them pliable. There you go. So it's a cooperage. Apparently. No, well, I've I've always liked those, but what what do I not like about this one? What you don't like about Seattle Barrel and Cooperage Company is that they have been indicted for allegedly using a secret drain to dump toxic waste into Puget Sound. That's why you don't like them. A secret drain. A secret drain. Like, so can they be sued? Like, is because like you gotta assume there's um like what is it like zoning and shit like that? Yeah. But it was secret, yeah. so who approved of it? <laughs> right. 
Uh, a Seattle company has been tasked with collecting used and industrial commercial drums and reconditioning and reselling them, but they have since been indicted on what prosecutors say was a long-running pollution conspiracy. The Seattle Barrel and Cooperage Company's process of reconditioning barrels involves washing the barrels in a highly corrosive chemical solution. According to the 36-count indictment, 36 fucking counts, uh, the company used a hidden drain to pump the caustic wastewater directly into the King County sewer system, which could reach the uh, Duwamish. Is that how you say it? How, how's it spelled? D-U-W-A-M-I-S-H. Oh, probably, Duwamish. yeah. Duwamish, yeah. Uh, the Duwamish Waterway and Puget Sound. The company's owner, Louis Sanft. <clears throat> the fuck is Sanft? S-A-N-F-T? Sanft. All right, so Louis yeah. uh, is the owner, and the plant manager, John Sanft, were both named in the indictment. The two men are cousins. The two men have been allegedly lying to regulators about their operation since 2009. It's 2020. 2009? 2009. Barry's hair was still all black. Yeah. They didn't even have the fucking dog yet. Ugh. <laughs> Uh, this is a quote from U.S. Attorney Brian Moran. Uh, At a time when we are searching for strategies to protect Puget Sound and improve water quality for fish and wildlife, we need companies to do their share, not scheme for ways to pollute in private. Environmental investigators eventually discovered that the Sanft... I fucking hate this name. Sanft. S-A-N-F-T. That's Sanft, right? But it doesn't fucking... Why are there so many consonants together like that? Why are those consonants together like yeah, that? Yeah, NFT is that's fucking rude. <laughs> that's fucking rude as shit. Oh god. Alright. So the Sans whatever the fuck their name is. Um, we're doing this after installing real-time monitoring equipment that allowed them to determine when the dumping was taking place. When investigators executed a search warrant in March of 2019, after receiving an alert that dumping was happening, they discovered the pump that was pumping solution to a nearby hidden drain had never been disclosed and led directly to the sewer system. There you go. Secret drain. Ah. Both of the Sanft men were charged with criminal conspiracy and 29 counts of violating the Clean Water Act. All right. Yeah, put them motherfuckers in Walla Walla. Uh, They're both expected to be in court uh, later in January. The business is blaming the issue on a former employee who is not... Why do they do this? Why do they fucking do this? The business is blaming the issue on a former employee who was fired nine months ago. Nine months ago. So in 2019? And they started doing this in 2009. Okay, sure, but nine months ago. Uh, The company says it did not encourage or permit the workers' actions, but you let it happen for nine years. Uh, The former employee has not been charged. Hmm. So, yeah, so much for uh, that clean air and water in Puget Sound. Yeah, it's gonna go away. Well, really everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, not one place. Mm Mm-hmm. Agreed. Yeah, still a lot of forest out there. Yeah. But, but fuck it, you just can't stop capitalisming and doing barrel art. <laughs> they use the like, word art. Who doesn't like barrel art? There's no such thing. 
art is subjective. Like, no, it's not. Ah, fuck that. There's no such thing as barrel art. <laughs> there could be. You don't know. Like if someone's painting on a barrel that already exists. You don't know. Yeah, I do. No, it's there's artisanal no artisanal casks. No. Yes. There's no barrel art. Lies. I think I left my fucking day planner at work. Oh. Ugh. Well, you're going to write to follow up on this case? Yeah. I hope I left it in my tool case and not just on a table. Ooh. Yeah. Um, are we cutting up segments or just straight? Yes, Deja. Thank you so oh, much. Yeah. Only 6.15. We've seen yeah. so many issues already with snow coming down, freezing temperatures. You will see crews out treating these roads this morning. And our consumer investigator, Kat Reed, reveals the consequences that come with that material that they're spreading on the street right now. We rely on salt every winter to get around safely on the roads and sidewalks, but scientists say this material comes with a price. When there's snow or sleet, salt isn't far behind. Each year, Americans spread 48 billion pounds of it on roadways, according to reporting by USA Today. We know we have to get people moving throughout our city during a snow event, and we know that salt can be really effective at helping us with that. Um, So there are lots of things to balance. It's a balance because all that sodium chloride doesn't just disappear. It can enter our water and soil with major consequences for plants and wildlife. A U.S. Geological Survey study found average chloride concentrations in urban streams are increasing rapidly, often exceeding toxic levels. Scientists say road salt even played a part in the Flint water crisis. The water had a high concentration of chloride, which corroded the city's lead pipes. On top of all of that, a Washington state professor estimates the U.S. spends $5 billion a year to repair damages to roads from the use of salt. Yes, salt does um, impact the pavement, but so do wet conditions and snow cycles. And so it really is sort of a trade-off of all of these things. KCMO tries to lessen negative impacts by pre-treating with a salt brine. It's a diluted solution of just salt water, essentially. So that is not um, as high of a concentration of salt. The EPA found pre-treating can lead to a 40 to 60 percent reduction in the overall use of salt, a material that still reigns supreme in winter weather. I'm consumer investigator Kat Reed, 41 Action News Today. Some departments like MoDOT and KDOT mix beet juice with their salt brine. It gives that brine an extra boost in lower temperatures like we're experiencing this morning. There it goes. All right. And since I'm super bad at doing segues in the wine cellar, (laughs) the next story just seems natural, right? We're talking about pollution. Yes. We're talking about contaminated water. Yes. We're talking about the problems with capitalism. Uh, pretty often. Pretty often. So this seems like something that the wine cellar would cover. Crystal Geyser, right? The people who do the water bottles. Yeah, it literally just sounds like a person's name. Crystal Geyser, it kind of does. Uh, Crystal Geyser Water has pled guilty to dumping arsenic into California's ecosystem. Because why the fuck not? Arsenic. Hmm. Uh, the beverage maker has agreed to pay a fine of $5 million after pleading guilty to two felony offenses earlier this month. The company that makes Crystal Geyser Natural Alpine Spring Water. Why so many fucking words for water? I don't know. Crystal Geyser Natural Alpine <laughs> Spring Water. Crystal Geyser. Wait, all that's on the thing? Yeah. I've never looked at real. I know. I I'm starting to see the label in my head. Yeah. But I've never really read it. All that shit is on the label. Yeah. I'm pretty sure there's a bottle of it in the car. That's like some fucking. Uh, who's that motherfucker? Kenyalo. Ken. 
the fucking alkaline guy, the hotep. Yada? The micro mini yada. That sounds like some yada shit. <laughs> it kind of does. Crystal geyser, natural alpine spring water. All right. So uh, they have admitted to illegally handling hazardous waste at its facility in Olancha, California. On January 9th, CG Roxanne LLC, the company behind the bottled water brand, pleaded guilty to one count of unlawful storage of hazardous waste and one count of unlawful transportation of hazardous material. In a plea agreement filed in the U.S. District Court, the beverage maker agreed to pay a criminal fine of $5 million, according to the U.S. Attorney's Office. Where does that money go? Like, when these companies have to pay fines, like, who gets it? If it's to the city, maybe, um... Yeah, like, there must be a city treasury, a state treasury. But it was filed in U.S. District Court. That's, like, a federal thing, right? U.S. District? I think it would matter which district, wouldn't it? I got. I don't know. I just want to know where the money goes. Uh, yeah, America's fucking complicated for no reason. <laughs> Basically. There's no reason for it. The groundwater that CG Roxanne sourced from the Sierra Nevada mountains in California contained naturally occurring arsenic, which it filtered out using sand filters. The main uh, To maintain effectiveness of the sand filters, CG Roxanne backed flushed the filters with sodium hydroxide. Okay. Uh, I'm pretty sure that's, like, gly. Yeah, well, people should drink that. It cleanse your system. Uh, it might. Clean you out real good. Uh, so they backflushed the filters with a sodium hydroxide solution, which generated thousands of gallons of arsenic-contaminated wastewater, said at the U.S. Attorney's Office in a press release. The statement clarified that the case uh, concern, uh, concerned the violations in handling and transporting the wastewater and not the safety of Crystal Geyser bottled water, which is sold nationwide in stores like Walmart. Mm-hmm. Oh, they do have a picture of the label here, by the way. And yes, it does actually yep. say all those things on the fucking label. Uh, representatives from CG Roxanne did not immediately uh, respond to a request for comment. Is that it? Oh, no, wait, there's more. CG Roxanne then released the arsenic-contaminated wastewater into a man-made pond for 15 years. Whoa. 15... So what, uh, two, if you go all the way back 15 fucking damn years... First off, it's 2005, so that's when everybody got to hear... You know those words they say when they get reelected. I have some political capital and I intend to spend it. Whew. That's when we heard G-Dub say that. That was only one year that I'd been in Florida. 15 years. 15 years. I was 21, looking at 22 coming up. 15 fucking damn years. Mm-hmm. 2005. Yeah. That was Game's first album. Ugh. First album. Jesus. Okay. Uh, according uh, to court documents, the dumping site was then known as Arsenic Pond. I mean, that doesn't seem Jesus. like a good idea. I don't know. That sounds like a fucking horror movie. Kind of. Uh, the issue first came to the attention of local authorities in March of 2013 when a sample of <laughs> the pond showed arsenic levels more than eight times the hazardous waste limit. Hmm. In 2015, the company was instructed to remove the arsenic pond. Uh, The removal that was conducted that May was done without proper manifest and without identifying wastewater as hazardous material. Okay. Without proper manifest. Yes. Interesting wording. Well, I imagine that's like what you have when you're like um, shipping stuff, right? You have like the manifest like... 
this is what's on, you know, the truck or the boat or whatever. Like oh, 20, that's just the language they yeah, use? Yeah, like 20 pounds of, you know, 20 gallons of contaminated water, like what the fuck ever it is. It's another word for information. Yeah, it usually has the names of whoever's involved with the packing, the shipping, and what is actually being transported. Yeah. Hmm. The yeah. manifest. Yes. All right. Um, so... The arsenic-contaminated water was then ultimately transported to a Southern California facility that was not authorized to receive or treat hazardous waste. In capitalism, you just move contaminated water from state to state? Where did this start? I think it started in California. Oh. Yeah, it started in California. Okay. They just moved it to a different part of California. Oh, yeah. But the place that they... And see, that's why they're talking about the manifest. They were supposed to put that it was hazardous material on the manifest, didn't, and so they were allowed to dump the water at another facility that was not prepared to handle hazardous waste. Amazing. Ah. The uh, arsenic-contaminated water was ultimately transported to a Southern California facility that was not authorized to receive or treat hazardous waste, read the press release. As a result, more than 23,000 gallons of wastewater from Arsenic Pond were discharged into a sewer without appropriate treatment. It's all going down. Everything's fucking done. I mean, well, you know what? There's dogs saving koalas. There are dogs saving koalas. So I did share that story. There's also dogs planting trees. Planting trees? Yes. How the fuck are dogs planting trees? Oh, um, after places that had, like, severe wildfires, they're putting, um, like, seeds for different types of plants and trees and stuff in, like, these, uh, like, little pouches, and they, like, put them, they're, like, dog backpacks, but they just automatically drop seeds, and they just tell the dogs to go run. Oh. So the dogs just spend all this time, like, running through the forest, but it automatically drops seeds as they go. Oh, okay. So there's that. I mean, That's you know. clean. Yeah. All right. Well, it's winecellarmedia.com. Little lower energy, right? Little lower energy, getting the shifts done. And also, my mind is on the fact that my planner is at work now, and I kind of want to go get it. <laughs> Fuck. I don't know about that. It might be too much of a trip, burn a bunch of gas. It would be like a 45-minute trip. Yeah, because... Round trip. Fuck, because it's we're going into traffic time. Yeah, so actually closer to an hour. <laughs> yeah, fuck it, risk it till tomorrow. Our voter registration cards are in there. Oh. Our bills are in there. Oh. It's the planner. I fucked up. I'm just, my main thing is, I'm just hoping I left it in my tool chest. Mm-hmm, because it has a lock on it. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. I mean, we can drive over there. Maybe way the fuck later. <laughs> like, after traffic is, the traffic period is done. Was that, like, 8 o'clock? Yeah. Yeah, maybe like 8 o'clock, take a little trip to do, come back, go to fuck to bed. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, goddamn. Fucking. Yeah. Making mistakes is great. <laughs> All right. WineCellarMedia.fuckingcom. PayPal.me slash Phoenix and William to drop a tip. Patreon.com slash WineCellarMediaFund, uh, where we uh, have shit that is Patreon exclusive, Patreon early access, and also you just helping a scrappy little independent outlet. All right. Fucking. We're, we're scrappy. Yeah, well, we're not Paul Ryan, therefore we are scrapping. Belleville residents now have access to free water filters distributed by the town. They share the water supply with Newark, so they too are affected by the lead water crisis. Our Christy Kalishian with that story. The township of Belleville already reports that three of its adults and one child have tested positive for lead poisoning. It was concerning. It was a, a bit alarming. You know, we had been hearing about it for quite some time. 
I never thought that anybody would test positive. Manny Lopez already picked up his pure water pitcher from Town Hall. He qualifies for the filter because his home is about 80 years old. It's not always easy living in the shadow of the largest city in New Jersey. They tend to get all the attention while their little counterparts next door to them don't really warrant so much attention all the time. Belleville Mayor Michael Melham has been pleading for months to get state funding for the filters in his town, which buys its water from Newark. The town finally received $70,000 between donations from the Greater Newark United Way and Clara Mass Medical Center. With the help of Clara Mass, uh, we, we are just grateful we're able to help you uh, during this time. So, you know. You ever need us? We just across the the street there. And through the program, residents will be getting one pitcher and three replacement filters for it, and that's estimated to provide six months worth of filtered water. We're appreciative to our mayor for what he's done, uh, for fighting for these filters, uh, especially for you know our elderly and our, our youngest in the town. Mayor Melham says the goal is for residents to only need the filters for six months. Those living in multi-unit buildings or in homes built after 1950 won't qualify for the filters because they're not connected to lead service lines. We must move toward a permanent solution. In Belleville, Christy Kalishian, News 12, New Jersey. And the mayor plans on discussing the town's own lead pipe replacement program at his next State of the Town speech. That'll be coming up in May. Right. Meanwhile, in Chicago... Okay. Yes. Um, a judge has ordered the Chicago Police Department to turn over 48 years worth of misconduct files. Jeez. I can only begin to imagine what's going to be in here and how much money this is going to cost the city for these fucking lawsuits. Uh, judge Allison Conlin. No, no, no. Don't don't do that. Don't reload. Okay. Judge Allison Conlin ordered the CPD to produce all misconduct files all misconduct files from 1967 to 2015. They're not going to get them all. Probably not. Hell, they probably don't even have them all. They've probably been deleting and destroying shit the whole time. They probably don't even have fucking 30% of all that shit. Hmm. Um... Yeah, I've, you know, and we've talked about John Burge a lot on the podcast, but this would include, like, John Burge's basically entire career. Shit, they're going back to the 60s. There's going to be shit about the Panthers. Yeah, Fred Hampton, MLK, Martin Luther King. Yeah, it wasn't he 1968 was when he was murdered? Yeah, and but also keep in mind, he got fucked up in Chicago. Oh. Yeah, the Nazis fucked him up. Yeah, because he was leading a march for, like, um access to like affordable housing and uh the neo the not the, uh, not even neo-nazis they were still real nazis at that point because world war 245 and like got fucking cracked in the head with like a brick or a bottle or some shit mm. yeah interesting hmm. um so the judge noted that the cpd had quote willfully and intentionally failed to comply with the illinois freedom of information act yeah all right. A Cook County judge is giving Chicago police until the end of the year to turn over nearly five decades worth of previously unreleased files, all related to allegations of misconduct by officers. So Illinois has its own Freedom of Information Act. Yes. Okay. Didn't know that. Yes. Uh, the order was issued Friday in a Freedom of Information Act lawsuit filed against the city by Charles Green, who served more than two decades in prison after being convicted in a quadruple murder on the West Side in the 1980s. In 2015, six years after his release, Green filed a FOIA request with the city asking for copies of any and all closed complaint register files from 1967 to 2015. 
wonder why he picked those dates in particular. Like 1967 is an oddly specific year. I wonder if that was just like the maximum he could go back to maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, the request was made and Green's attorney said in order to help him uh, discover evidence of, it, of his innocence and to preserve and disseminate evidence of innocence to others who have been wrongfully convicted. Judge Allison Conlon ordered the CPD to produce all files to Green by the end of 2020, noting that CPD had willfully uh, and intentionally failed to comply with the Illinois Freedom of Information Act. Gerald, or I'm sorry, Jared Casaglod, Green's attorney, said the files would be published to the Invisible Institute's website on a rolling basis. The Invisible Institute had previously published the names of officers accused of misconduct, as well as a brief description of the allegations and if any disciplinary actions were taken. Uh, a law department spokesman said in an email, quote, we are evaluating the court's decision and are considering options for next steps. They can do what the fuck the judge said. That's your next fucking step. Get the fuck out of here. Hmm. Uh, Conlon's order will likely provide the clearest look to date at alleged misconduct by Chicago police officers and how those cases are investigated. The order threatens to expose decades of police corruption and other skeletons out of the CPD closet and prevents the city from continuing to expend millions in taxpayer dollars to keep police misconduct a secret and makes patterns of police misconduct readily available to the public, which will inform the ongoing public debate on how to police the police, said Kosaglad in a statement. Martin Preeb, second vice president of the Fraternal Order of Police, said in an email that the judge's ruling was great news for the lovey lapdog media. The, wait, right. the what lapdog? It's the name of a uh, law firm that uh, routinely prosecutes civil rights cases against police. Lovey and Lovey. Lovey with a V? L-O-E-V-Y. L-O-E-V-Y. Yeah, Lovey. Yeah. Huh, Okay. What the fuck? I yeah, you know what? To me, because I'm looking at it, it's like so. What they got Lori Lightfoot in? Mm-hmm. Like, is this just to make it look like Lori Lightfoot's fighting for the people? Except Lori Lightfoot didn't get this approved. The guy who was in prison got it approved. Duh. So you know. Yeah, this is not good. They're not. They they don't even have all that shit. <laughs> and the, right now, in this moment, they're not even trying. Even if they, even if people were only able to get like thirty percent of it, I think that would be huge. Even fucking ten percent with the amount of fucking misconduct in Chicago, hmm. that would be fucking huge. I'm happy. I'm very curious to see where this goes. If it's that much misconduct at that point, it's just conduct. It is just conduct at that point. But I mean, I, shit, I haven't done the tallies in a while. But I think from like 2004 to like 2018, it was like 900 million dollars in police misconduct and brutality cases. And those were just the cases that won money. Like, that's not counting people whose cases got dismissed. People who didn't even fucking file in the first place. Like, yeah. Ugh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, see what the <laughs> fuck happens. I guess, um... Oh, well, I don't have my planner to make a note to follow up on that. Ugh. All right. WineCellarMedia.goddamncom. I need my planner. You, you said... That my gender is radical, correct? I said yes. Guaranteeing health care to all people through a Medicare for all program, is that radical? Raising a minimum wage to 15 bucks an hour, is that radical? Making public colleges and universities tuition free, canceling all student debt through a tax on Wall Street speculation, radical? Dealing with climate change, radical? Immigration reform, radical? Criminal justice reform, radical? Protecting a woman's right to control her own body, radical? Same gun policy, radical. 
All right, Senator. I beg your pardon. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, who was up? Who said shared my tweet about forced birth? Oh, uh, oh man, one of those Facebook yeah, pages. There's a lot of because uh, people are now like going back to my Twitter and like liking the tweet again and brought it back up. And I was like, oh, all right, it's from like a year ago. Um, and I said something to the equivalent of, I don't call them pro-life. I call them forced birth because that's what they are. No, that's what we both yeah. were probably saying before we met each other. Yeah. Forced birthers. And I noticed in the, both in my tweets and the page that uh, shared the, a screen cap of the tweet, people are saying, well, I call them um, pro-birth because, like, they feel mean saying forced birth, I guess, or whatever. And so I had to tweet again to be like, no, I said forced birth and I meant it. Pro-birth at least implies that they want, um, like, a safe, healthy birth to happen. But these same people who are allegedly pro-life, who are actually forced birth, they don't fucking advocate for, like, universal health care. They don't advocate for, like, universal prenatal care. We have the highest rates of infant and maternal mortality in the industrialized world. That's not pro-birth. That's forced birth. <laughs> Otherwise, they would care about, you know, the rates of infants dying. They would care about pregnant people not having access to prenatal care, so on and so forth. So, yeah, I said forced birth, and I fucking meant it. Don't tell me pro-birth it's forced birth not pro-birth yeah <laughs> people really go out of their way to be nice to fucking republicans i don't get it so forced birth and speaking of forced birth misery not to be outdone with the recent uh collection of states that are doing the uh, abortion bans missouri republican bill aims to have cops stop abortions what could go wrong? So they want cops to not kill people? Well, to not kill fetuses. Yeah, huh? Fetuses aren't people. No, they're not people. No, yeah, fetuses are like corporations. They're not people. They're not people. <laughs> 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 All right, so uh, a Missouri Republican legislator has introduced a so called fetal personhood legislation. That could mandate law enforcement to stop people from having abortions. I like how all of a sudden motherfuckers can use non-binary language to say personhood. Person, See, well, because because yes. a fetus is such an irrelevant piece of fucking goop, you don't even have shit that you can try to declare a cisgender upon yet. Yep. Yeah, so they actually have to use non-binary language. Next time one of them says that, be like, so why are you being politically correct there, buddy? Well, I also think like it's an underlying thing. They say personhood because it could still be like a male child, and I'm pretty sure like I, like there's patriarchy in it somewhere to me. I just you know. I think. I mean, there might be some individual cases of someone who's like, I want more men to be born, but I think in the macro they care more about i just want to force this Someone person to give to birth, give birth. Oh, yeah yes. oh, to yes. whatever they don't they don't give a shit <laughs> of course yeah well, again forced birth uh house bill 1799 was introduced by representative mike moon a vociferous fetal personhood advocate who has <laughs> compared abortion to slavery i just want to ask him so like you're saying person so like these fetuses are they them right there they go. Like, you're going to have to deal with this non-binary issue because you brought it up, you fucking religious zealot. <laughs> uh, the legislation was pre-filed in December, and the GOP-dominated Missouri legislature will begin its 2020 session on Wednesday. The bill says, quote, 
All the rights, privileges, and immunities available to other persons, citizens, and residents of the state should be granted to fetuses of any stage of development. Wait, other persons and residents? Does that include people who don't have papers? Did they just say that people who don't have papers have rights? No. <laughs> no, they didn't say that. I think they said that. They don't even know what the fuck they're saying. They're so caught up in forced birthing. All right. Uh, uh, this rhetoric is pushed by anti-choice lawmakers. See, again, not anti-choice. Forced birth. Forced birth. Yeah. Uh, these measures have been rejected by voters across the country and would outlaw abortion and many kinds of contraception. Uh, according to Moon's bill, this is a quote which recognizes life begins at fertilization. Quote, law enforcement officers, officers of the court, or any licensed or state-regulated entities in the state shall affirmatively enforce the provision barring abortion in the state. What the fuck does that mean? The, uh, the cops can... Yeah. So does that mean cops can, like, shoot you if you try to go into an abortion clinic? Like, I just don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Does that mean cops can go on abortion clinics and obstruct the process? Maybe. I think we need to find the actual bill, which we probably, I, I think that might be a new show prep is we don't record until we've already read every story. <laughs> that would be okay. <laughs> I know it'd be excruciating, wouldn't it? Yes. Yeah, yes, but, it would. we, but we wouldn't have this moment. <laughs> mm. I mean, but then even if you read the bill, like they're never going to come out and say that. I want to see the closest thing they say to it. <laughs> Um, reproductive rights advocates say HB 1799 is just the latest salvo from one of the nation's most rapidly anti-choice legislators. Quote, Missouri's abortion laws are already some of the most restrictive in the nation, said Sarah Feltz, a spokesperson for Planned Parenthood advocates in Missouri. This shows the out-of-step and extreme priorities of abortion-obsessed Republicans in the Missouri legislature. Moon did not respond to an interview request from Rewire News. In 2019, Missouri was on the precipice of becoming the first state since the 1973 Roe v. Wade to be uh, without a standalone abortion clinic. The state health department has tried to shutter the clinic using a vast web of anti-choice restrictions that are medically unnecessary and can be harmful to sexual assault survivors. As was intended, forced birth. Health department officials have refused to renew the clinic's license. It was revealed during October hearings that Dr. Randall Williams, the department's director, tracked menstrual cycles of patients at the clinic. Okay. Steve Reed, co-chair of the Missouri Action Progressive Group, told Rewire News that uh, Moon's bill constituted a legislative attack against people across the state. The movement to restrict reproductive choice is not only an attack on personal autonomy, but also on the principle of equality for women, and is a grave threat to all Americans' cherished right to privacy, bodily integrity, and religious liberty. House Minority Leader Crystal Quaid, Democrat told St. Louis Public Radio in August that Missouri Republican uh, lawmakers' extreme abortion proposals could help Democrats in in coming electoral battles. Democrats hold 10 of the 34 uh, Senate seats in Missouri and 48 of the 163 House seats. I think it's going to be helpful because it will allow us to really explain the narrative is beyond just abortion, but all other things like getting kids kicked off Medicaid. Because they're forced birth, not pro-life. Um... All these uh, ex- continuous extremisms that's going on in Jefferson City will be able to get that message out across the state. Yeah. So, I mean, you know. I'm just going to glance and peruse. At the bill? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. I can see all the edits that they made. So, <laughs> um, 
like they every time it says unborn child or fetus they have it crossed out and it's now children in women's wombs like they literally cross so it used to say uh unborn children have protectable interests in life and well-being it now says children in women's wombs have protectable interests in life and well-being no <laughs> Ugh. The natural parents of a child in a woman's womb. Yeah, literally every time unborn, they crossed it out and put child in a woman's womb. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, and of course, child in a woman's womb uh, begins the moment of fertilization. They took out the word conception and replaced it with fertilization. Yeah. You're animals. <laughs> well, I mean, what was the one we covered a couple years ago? The uh, Women as Livestock Bill? I think it was... Oh, shit. Like, Texas, maybe? It was somewhere in the... Yeah, that wasn't stuff. just a nigga. Every fucking leftist podcaster was on yeah, that shit. Yeah, so some lawmaker said something. He got a, literally got on the floor and said something like, um, I used to work on a farm, and if, like, sheep and pigs and cows can give birth to stillborns, why can't human women ban all abortions and let them just... If it dies, it dies, and let them just, you know, be forced to give birth to a stillborn or a non-viable pregnancy. Yeah, that <sighs> see, that's kind of cat. Like they got to you got to give them this ruling. Yes. You can't keep them around. Mm-hmm. So you're still glancing at the bill. Yeah. Oh, uh, they redefine the meaning of Down syndrome. They redefine the meaning of gestational age. They redefine the meaning of medical emergency. Uh, physician. They're like, let's just throw some ableism in with our massage. Uh, instead of saying, they took out all the words like clinic, physician's office, and replaced it all with abortion facility. So it's no longer <laughs> at, a, <laughs> at a doctor's office, it's at a abortion facility. Yeah, because yeah, mm-hmm. that's all they do. Yeah. All right, that's good. Oops, that's great. Me. It is only a three-page bill, though, so... Mostly Damn. just because it's cutting out all the words to, like, make it into what they want it to be. Or they wanted something that Trump could read. Oh, Trump can't read that. Oh, was that Lindsey Graham that said, I think he's a one-pager kind of guy? <sighs> like, at an actual hearing? <sighs> oh, that's tough. All right, yeah, Trump's a one-pager kind of guy. And uh, you might be a one-podcast kind of subscriber. And you might want to <laughs> say, hey, we could get some more of these abortifacients like mm-hmm. that word. I love that word. <laughs> at paypal.me slash Phoenix and William, patreon.com slash wine cellar media fund, and the cash application is. Uh, it's a dollar sign, Phoenix Kalita. If you're a cash apper. Yes. All right. My bad. Set it with the hard R. <laughs> All right. <laughs> wine getting the frack out of here. Um,. I think I'm going to hit the bud and hit the weights in the basement and take a shower and then maybe later go get the planner. Yeah. Or at least hope that it's not in the fucking garbage or mm-hmm. some shit. Oh, that would fucking suck. Yeah. We'd have to replace our voter registration cards. Like, do you just want to go now? In the traffic? It's literally 453. Yeah. I ain't trying to hop in that traffic. Okay. Even though this is a car that can actually idle. Yeah. Ha, huh, yeah, we might as well. Yeah. Yep, yeah, let's get in the can. Fuck it. Okay, we're going all the way back to the fucking factory because William can't keep shit. Catch you later. Bye. I 
fucked up. <laughs> mm.